This podcast is supported by the American Alpine Club. Save money on gear, lodging, events, and more by becoming a member of the club today. Go to AmericanAlpineClub.org, press join, and use the code MEISTER at checkout for a free AAC gift. You're listening to Mountain Meister. It's the podcast that explores the minds of those who explore. I'm your host, Ben Shank. Thanks for joining me today. In today's episode, I'm inviting you on a life-changing experience this summer. Not just life-changing for you, but life-changing for someone else too. It's a program called Summit for Someone, and I've done it for the past couple of summers. First in Mount Langley in 2015. Altitude definitely makes me realize how much time I spend at sea level. And then in Mount Hood in 2016. What do you think of the conditions so far? I think it's a bit too windy. Despite the blizzard on Mount Hood and the splitting headache on Mount Langley, these climbs are some of my fondest memories over the past few years of running the podcast. I've met incredible people. I actually just got off the phone with somebody from my Mount Langley climb, and these experiences have forced me outside of my comfort zone. However, what really makes a Summit for Someone climb unique is that, like the name indicates, you do it for someone else. Part of the program is raising funds and awareness for big city mountaineers. It's a nonprofit. They take underserved urban youth on immersive, week-long wilderness expeditions. Here's Jeff Weedman. He's the former executive director, and he now sits on the board. And we like to say that what we do is provide a transformational experience. And what that does is, is changes the way they look at life, changes the way they look at each other, and changes the way they view themselves as far as what they can accomplish and what they can't accomplish. Um, the trips are they're rigorous. Uh, they're not easy. A typical BCM kid has never been away from home uh, for an overnight, uh, has never been out of four or five city blocks. And they are chosen by the, by the youth agency that we partner with as candidates for this trip. And we take five kids out with five adults. So it's one-to-one. They've never had a positive adult role model in most cases. Hmm. And here's, here's a situation where there's five of them and five adults who are volunteers. And they depend on these adults to get them through this trip and to help them learn these new skills. And, and for the first time, they, they have somebody they can look up to. The Summit for Someone program is crucial to funding Big City Mountaineers' mission. On the trips like I did on Mount Langley and Mount Hood, passionate outdoorists can climb their dream peak all while raising money for that meaningful cause. Here's Brian Martin, BCM's executive director. It's, uh, it's about half of our revenue. Uh, we're a, we're a $1.2 million organization. Um, and so the, the donations that roll up from all of the climbers, all of the supporters of all of those climbers throughout the course of the year generate about half of Big City Mountaineers' budget. And we match the donations of all of those individual uh, donors and supporters uh, with gifts from foundations and uh, corporations from as small as a $2,500 or $5,000 gift from a you know small family foundation to five and six figure uh, gifts from some of our bigger corporate partners. After that second trip to Mount Hood, I figured rather than telling you about what happened to me, I should invite you to experience it with me. I also thought, you know what, I interview all of these professional mountain guides. I might as well get an elite mountain guide to show us the way up. Well, I'm happy to say that 
all of the pieces have come together on this. Mark your calendar, July 7th through 10th, we are booked to climb. Hold on, let me build some suspense. Imagine one of North America's most defined mountain ranges. The jagged peaks protrude from the flatlands surrounding it. It has one of the best mountain towns in America sitting right at its base, and it's a mecca for outdoors enthusiasts both in the summer and the winter. On July 7th through 10th, we are climbing the Grand Teton, and you are invited. Showing us the way up the mountain will be Brian Warren. He's a senior guide and the winter director of Jackson Hole Mountain Guides. I interviewed him in episode 113 of Mountain Meister. Brian has guided all over the world. He was literally the first person that I thought of when considering who would be our guide. I'm glad he has accepted. As you'll hear in this episode a little bit later, he has a deep appreciation for the objective risk in the mountains and also the subjective risk that results from foibles in our human behavior. More from Brian in a bit. We'll also have an incredible landscape photographer. I'm so glad. Chris Shane. He's Boston-based. I met Chris a couple of years ago, and I don't think I know anybody who loves spending time in the mountains more than Chris does. Lately, he's been spending a lot of time in the White Mountains of New Hampshire in the middle of winter, and if anybody is familiar with that territory in that time of year, you know that you have to love the mountains to enjoy yourself there. Uh, Chris, you can check out his incredible work. It's at Chris M. Shane on Instagram. He's got like 15,000 followers on Instagram. Go check that out. We'll also have links on our website. And finally, I will be there recording an episode of Mountain Meister about the whole trip. As much as I enjoy speaking to you in a microphone in the room by myself, I would much rather meet you in person. So I hope that you'll join us and uh, we can chat just face to face. To sign up for our climb, go to mtnmeister.com slash teton. That's mtnmeister.com slash t-e-t-o-n. That'll redirect you right to the registration page. You can find out more info there. We'll also be talking about the climb, fundraising, and all the free gear that you're getting at the end of this episode. But for now, let's get acquainted with our guide, Brian Warren. The first thing that we should tell you is that he is, in fact, a mountain guide. Growing up in you know, the South, uh, it, the questions are always, are you hunting and fishing? <laughs> and that's something I'm constantly having to explain to family and friends and, and people that don't quite understand, you know, what a lot of us guides do across the American West and, and obviously on an international level. Brian is AMGA and IFMGA certified and has guided in the Alps, the Himalayas, the Andes, and of course, the Tetons. I made the mistake, fortunately, of driving from Atlanta, Georgia to Jackson, Wyoming when I was 20 years old. And during that time period, I basically, you know, I'd picked Jackson on the map. I'd, I'd just recently finished a Knowles course in Alaska. So I'd been introduced to, you know, some outdoor education and leadership. But before, prior to that, I'd never been to Jackson. I had no job. I didn't know a single person there. I had no place to live. And I rolled in in October and, you know, basically got a job at the ski resort that first winter. Um, and around 2006, I decided to take a, an American Mountain Guides Association uh, guides course. And I started contacting, obviously, local guide services and, and you know, looking for mentors. And, and it was around that time, that 2006, 2007 winter, I also made the decision to move 
uh, and live in the, the Alps in France and ski for the season. Brian has been guiding for 10 years now, and he's the winter director at Jackson Hole Mountain Guides. They're actually one of the few outfitters that does the Grand. In our interview, what really resonated with me was his approach to maximizing safety while also letting clients push themselves. You kind of have the, the level of, okay, I'm, I'm a mountain guide. I have a skill set. I know what to apply at the right time um, given the conditions. And so really most of your focus is managing this person on so many different levels, right? Like are, are they happy? Are they well fed? Are they feeling well? Are they feeling strong? Um, and so not to take away from that, I, I truly enjoy uh, what I consider like the fight, right? I, I love watching people kind of, you know, see what they're made of and, and see how far they can push themselves. And, and obviously as guides, we're, we're there to facilitate that. We're there to help drive and, and coach and lead and mentor, um, you know, even people that have more experience than, than you or have had many more days in the mountains, you're, you're still there to, to facilitate the day or, or the expedition or the, or the ski run. I was also introduced to the term the sheeple effect by Brian. That's where one person makes a decision and then everyone else follows. It's kind of similar to groupthink. The, the sheeple effect, right? We as guides and, and mm, mountain sheeple. educators, it's like we, I refer to the sheeple yeah, good term. effect all the time. And, and we see it in play all the time. Summer, winter, doesn't matter what mountain, doesn't matter, you know, if it's a day trip or an expedition, like it exists for sure. How, how do you avoid it? How do you avoid the sheeple effect, right? How do you not become one of the, the sheeple? It, you know, I don't know. It, it's interesting. I, I spend so many days of winter teaching, you know, avalanche education and talking about the, the the decisions that humans make in high risk environments and how do we control humans and how do we how do we basically keep ourselves to our personal constraints? Uh, it's it's an ongoing battle for sure. I mean, we always talk about you know hazards that you can control and risk that you can kind of manage. And and outside of that, there's so many things out of your control. Yeah. Um, if you start losing control of yourself and your personal, you know, self-preservation and your, and your personal goals and, and, and views, um, and basically, you know, your, the processes that you typically go through, I think if you lose control of that, things can quickly get out of hand. That's our guide, Brian Warren. You can find out more about Jackson Hole Mountain Guides at jhmg.com. And of course, we'll have more information on our website, mtnmeister.com. Joining mountain guide Brian and photographer Chris and podcast host Ben are two Mountain Meister listeners who have already signed up for the climb. Neil and Nicole, welcome. Look forward to having you there. That leaves six remaining spots, one of which will hopefully belong to you. Uh, you know, please come and join us. Um, we have uh, staff here that is ready to assist you, to help you. Um, I know that oftentimes climbers uh, come to us and they don't know a thing about how to ask their friends, their colleagues, their coworkers for a dollar uh, to fundraise for big city mountaineers. They've never done anything like that before. We've got um, training, we've got support, uh, we provide the materials uh, and all the backing that you need to feel as comfortable uh, as you possibly can in making those requests uh, of uh, of your friends and colleagues and coworkers and family members. And uh, I find that once people kind of get into the swing of things, they find it uh, very easy 
and that more times than not, people are jumping at the chance to support you, jumping at the chance to get behind your climb, uh, your challenge, uh, and support uh, this great cause. That was BCM's executive director, Brian Martin, again. The fundraising minimum for our Grand Teton climb is going to be $4,000. And I know that may sound like a big number at first, but listen to this. It includes your guiding fee and your gear rental, which is over $1,000 value on its own. Since Jackson Hole Mountain Guides likes to do nice things for BCM, they give BCM a discount. It's all one big virtuous circle. Also, in that $4,000, you get a whole bunch of free gear. You get a down puffy jacket, a hard shell jacket, a helmet, an ice axe, smart wool socks, sole footbeds, Jansport pack. I'm working with sponsors to try to get you a free pair of boots. It's a, it's like $1,000, over $1,000 in free gear. Compare that to a fundraiser for a marathon where you probably raise the same amount of money and you might get a couple of t-shirts. It's a great deal. I also noticed that with fundraising goals, we'll do whatever it takes to reach that goal. When the emails and the social media posts raise only so much money, then you throw a get-together with your friends at a local bar that raises some more money. But when that's not enough, then you create a raffle with prizes from local businesses. You just keep doing whatever it takes until you reach that fundraising goal. You'll find a way. Also, Rachel, the Summit for Someone manager, has a whole boatload of resources, and they host calls to help you with your strategy. To this day, I have never met somebody who failed to reach a fundraising goal. You can do it. Sign up for our climb, mtnmeister.com slash teton, mtnmeister.com slash t-e-t-o-n. There are six spots left, and I want you to fill them. Thanks for listening to this abbreviated episode. I hope that you'll come climb with us July 7th through 10th. Can't wait. You've been listening to the podcast that explores the minds of those who explore. I'm your host, Ben Shank. Thanks for listening to Mountain Meister. Mountain Meister.